show. Yo. The mics are hot. The mics are hot. Mics are hot. So, this is, I just said it, episode 24? Yes. Mm -hmm. This is episode 24 of the Get You Some Productions podcast, a podcast covering all things related to music production from the first note to the last band and everything in between. We create music, in parentheses, not, and inspire others to do, <laughs> inspire others to do the same. Parentheses, true. True. Parentheses, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, this is episode 24. We're doing part two of the Get Dan's Entire Musical-Like Story Down on Tape situation. Uh, so... Do you want to do a musical update this week? I don't necessarily need to. Do you have anything going on? Let's see. Um, oh, nothing major. I've been practicing more. That's good. I um, uh-huh. I played through a bass amp that wasn't my amp that mm-hmm. I actually liked. What was it? <laughs> You don't understand, you know, I've played the <laughs> same rig for, I don't know, how many, 25 years? Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was just an Ampeg, uh, one, the X-15 or whatever, the 115. Mm-hmm. Wedge, a wedge-shaped one. Okay. Which is, I'm surprised you liked it. Um, I guess it was the right amp for the space we were in. Yeah. You know, so I'm not, it's not a very exciting musical update, but you know, um, it was something. Well, I, um, I, um, I can sympathize because you know, it really, for me, like the whole gear world is sort of like I look at it, and I know this is totally incorrect, but I look at it as like. A guitar is a guitar, an amp's an amp, but the reality is that, like, guitars and amps, you know, are as, <clears throat> are as different in terms of, like, what they provide you as, you know, like, uh, a pair of dress shoes versus a pair of, like, running sneakers, you know? Yep. And just because it's because it's a sound thing, it's so abstract, you know? And so like for me, it's maybe that's the reason why I've avoided it almost my entire life. Um but it is really hard. And and because when you walk into a guitar store, like the guitars all look different, you know? And you yeah. can kinda of get a feel for what they're gonna sound like. But like an amp is sort of like I mean, like, the, looking at an amp and thinking of what it's going to sound like, there's, like, no correlation there, you know? And they're somewhat monotonous looking anyway. You know, they're boxes, yeah. they're the grill, you know? It's like, what is it? Is there any correlation? Is there any way to, like, look at it and have a feel for what it sounds like? Well, um, so we, know. Hold on a second. we got a um, scratchy sound happening here. Is your mic rubbing on something? Oh, shit, really? Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? It probably is rubbing on my. Let me fix that. 
It's rubbing on my um, shirt. Stupid shirt. Rubbing on my shirt because I have a. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, because I have um. I am pacing because I pace constantly. And um, I had a um, a sweatshirt on that had like a neck thing. And I think it was just like up in the neck. Sorry, listeners. Wearing sandpaper. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing my sandpaper shirt today. I knew it. Penitence for my misdeeds. Yeah, so it's tough. Like, and I have a bad. I have a bad. Personally, have a bad um, association with any of those like lean back base cabs because Uh heart key. I associate heart key with that like with that type of bass cab and I associate those that whole sound with like that eighties um who's the guy from Mr. Big? Billy Sheehan. Ah, Billy Sheehan, like too much treble, too many notes, you know? Not that I I mean, I get into that sometimes, but it's like that sound, like those heart keys with the like silver cone. And like a brash sound. I know that's not your sound. Not at all. So here's the story. <laughs> Yesterday I was feeling like really lazy. And um, I didn't want to bring my rig. I just wanted to drive out there. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, oh, people actually like that amp, you know, for what it's worth. But I totally ignored him. And so, But um, that was months ago. Yeah. Um, but I was like, well, we'll give it a shot. You know, it's an Ampeg. Some Ampegs are nice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so, yeah, it had a nice warm vintage sound. It was great. Cool. Was happy. Yeah, a little uh, sort of compression. It definitely, compared to the Eden, uh, it really, co- it did add a lot of color to the tone. Mm-hmm. But it was like going for a vintage rock sound, yeah. right? Coloration. And I'm I'm standing there playing like a Fender chest, Fender bass. So it was like fine, okay. You know, mm-hmm. they were basically made for each other. So um, it worked out. I was like, okay, Ampeg. You know, I'll uh, I'll play Ampegs. I'll give them a shot now and then. If there's one there, I'll try it. Mm. I won't write. You won't write them off now. I won't write them off now. Um, at least, you know, for a small space. Um, it was nice. It was nice. Um, I know what you mean by Harky. Never a really big fan. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, I have a slight musical update that I'll okay. go quickly to because it sort of will lead us into what we're going about to talk about. Yes. But um, I went just for Christmas um, because I got a big um, gift card. Uh, so I, I wanted to buy something, a toy for myself and I bought the Boss ME80, which is a multi-effects processor. And it's basically like, um, you know, it's a floorboard pedal thing with a, with a, with a rocker, uh, expression pedal. Um, sure. and then basically like between four and seven different standard sounds you can use. Plus, there's like a whole bank of presets on it. And it is a fun, fun toy to play with. It is 
I've been planning on buying it for a while now, so I had a lot of ideas about what it was going to be. It is not. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say it's not gig-worthy. I think yeah. you can gig with it. I, I really do think it would be great for, like, kind of low-key <clears throat> cover band situation, wedding gigs. You can get a lot of different sounds on them, but I don't think that they're – I have to play with it a lot more. I don't think they're, you know, r- record quality or, like, serious gig quality sounds. <clears throat> but I did find a couple of distortions I liked. It comes with, like, a million distortions. Yeah. The first three, like the ones with the lowest gain, are basically the best ones. There's one that it's in the distortion circuit, but it's just called Boost. That one by itself is great. It puts a little bit of an edge on your sound, and then yeah. it boosts you up. And then the second one, which is, like, their next lowest gain distortion, is really nice. And I've been using that one a lot. And so and I'm segueing into... I decided to learn Appetite for Destruction. Like so, the album? Yeah, just, well, you know, the licks and the riffs and yeah. the solos especially. And so I've been using that pedal because I lost my Wawa pedal. I don't know what the hell happened to it. And so I've been learning, you know, Slash uses the Wawa pedal fairly often. So I'm I'm having a lot of fun just like, playing those riffs, playing the solos, and using the wah pedal. It's really fun. So I think that um, last time we talked, we were doing, like, the deep dive. Like, what is Dan all about in terms of music? (laughs) Oh, my God. God, (laughs) And I was like, shit, I can't even remember where we left off. And then you were like, oh, yeah, we were left off at, like, 11, either you were in 11th grade or you were 11 years old. I'm going to get 11 years old. Yeah, 11 years old. It makes sense. And and Guns N' Roses was like popular a little before then. But, you know, I think like in that, when you and I were that age, I think hair metal was still around um, big time. Yeah, Poison. What year was that? Like 1990-ish, right? White Snake, 88, I think. 88, yeah. Was it good? Avenue of was like 87, right? You got me there. So I'm sure. I could look it up. But so so let's you know let's um let's let's get back into it. I mean, I think people if they want to, I just typed in appetite into a Google search bar, like appetite <laughs> CBD. It's like increases appetite. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> now. Appetite for Destruction was, re- was released in 1987. Fantastic. So I was nine, and maybe, and so I guess you were what? Eleven. Ten, eleven. Yeah. So, uh, so do you want to? So you tell me if you think it's appropriate. But do you want to like do a, like a quick rundown of what we did last week, or should we just tell people they can go back to the last, last week and listen through? So what do you mean a rundown? Like here, we, what are we, we are, doing? Just like continuing off with my sort let's of let's continue. Yeah, yeah, good. That's the answer. That's you just gave it to me. Yeah. I so, guess. so we're 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 getting to the the root of your whole. This is like a practice interview, right? Like we're going to be interviewing other folks on this program, but we're interviewing you first. Yeah. 
So, so I think we left off right there. So Appetite for Destruction, you were 11. So tell me about that. Tell me about when you were 11. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what was that like, <laughs> Daniel? Um, uh, oh, well, you know what? Being that age is amazing because everything is just new and wonderful. Fantastic. Um, I sure. love music, and I want to, so uh, I had a poster of them up on the wall, and the reason we were talking about this was it was like my origin story as a bass player. You had Guns N' Roses poster on the wall? I did. Nice. And I had, they had the magazines back then, you know, like the, I don't even, I can't remember what they're called, but it would be like a magazine, be all the bands, you know, that are out now, you know what I mean, the different genres, you know, so I was like the rock and metal magazines, you know, and uh, yeah. <clears throat> they were talking about Doug McKagan is like the sound, like he was playing, like kind of holding the whole group together in uh-huh. a way. And I just like the way that, I don't know, it sort of sounded interesting that mm-hmm. role, uh, just sort of connected with it. And that was the first time I thought about playing bass. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's how that started. Um, yeah. And that, that, that's why it's sort of like a little touch point. So when did you? Sorry. So when did you? So I think we actually talked about this last time. But when did you get your first bass? Well, I was going to school in Newton, so it would have been around the same time, probably. Uh Um, I'm thinking seventh grade. Uh huh. Maybe. What is what is seventh grade? Seventh eighth grade. That's like middle school. Yeah. Yeah, I think I that's probably bass, when I, I started high school. Too. I was playing bass already. So. Oh, so when you got to high school, you were already playing bass. Yes. Okay. So what was so? So Guns N' Roses. So you get your first bass, and what? Do you take lessons? I did take lessons with a with another like a ba- local and person like or the something. School I was at was like a fun, fancy like uh, private school at the time. Right. Um, and they had the whole music department and a teacher who would teach all the kiddies. Like, they had different music teachers for different things. Mm-hmm. They had jazz, classical, rock, everything. Um, oh, you, so, yeah, you were learning classical too, right? Classical guitar or no? I, well, I was playing a nylon string guitar, but no, I was learning just rock. I see, yeah. You were playing Metallica riffs on a classical guitar. <laughs> well, I learned, like, Stairway to Heaven, like, on my third music lesson. Uh-huh. This guy, because I forgot my bass or some shit. Yes. Uh, Fender Squire. Uh, black. Like a P bass or a jazz bass? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a P bass. Yeah. So long ago, it was missing the knob, so I just had a little silver like thing. Uh-huh. Twist that. A little vice grip on there. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. You know how it is. Um, yeah, it's punk rock. That's exactly whatever it's whatever's on there is on there. It's whatever's on there is on there, and little PV practice amps, you know, learn to get the, the distortion by turning up the pre and down the post, whatever, all that shit. Solid sure, totally. solid state amps, all that stuff, and it's fun. Um, but yeah, by the time I got okay, look, it's all true, folks. Learned music, and then instantly it was my downfall, sort of running with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking musician freaks. Um, right? So what, I played yeah. by the time I was in high school and then I ended up dropping out of high school to play in a death metal band. Really? 
Yes. Okay. It was incompatible, the lifestyle. I was 16 or 17 years old, and it didn't work to, like, be that age for me to be in high school, but also be, like, commuting to, like, two towns over to play death metal with a bunch of 20-year-olds <laughs> who weren't in school. So you can imagine it didn't work. That's um, right. Yeah, so you... So I, I dropped out. I did that. It was a huge mistake. I went back to school. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you drop out for? I maybe missed like half my junior year. I had to repeat my junior year. Oh, okay. You you missed basically one year of high school. Yeah, because that it... I dropped out because I was just failing everything. My dad was like, "What are you doing? Like, don't go there if you're not even going to do anything there." They were also spending a, a lot of money. No, no, I was in public school by then. Oh, I see. Okay. I didn't – no, no, okay. So, okay, so, yes, okay. You didn't know this. I went to middle school because um, I was having from fourth grade to eighth grade. I went to, to a private middle school, elementary school prep thing. Okay. Because um, I was a like, disciplinary problem issue. That yeah, to be I think you, you did say that. Yeah. And then uh, that got straightened out more or less. And then I went to public school. Dropped out. Right. Work. And then I got my shit together and got motivated. Once I went back to school after dropping out, uh-huh. it was, I went back because I wanted to be back in school. Not yeah. like because I was, anyone was forcing me to. Yeah. Or whatever. I just realized that's what I want. And then I changed everything. That was my whole attitude changed. Totally. Um, did well. And I went to Bard where we met. Totally. Yeah. So, so let's go back to the death metal band. Were you guys yeah. any good? We were good. You can find, we'll put a link to our demo. Hell yeah. Where is uh, it? Which is on Spotify. No way. Absolutely. Okay, so send me that link. We'll put it yeah. we'll in the description. Yeah, we were good. I mean, the production's like not the best, but my bass came out really well <laughs> on, that, on that album. You remember, okay, so yes. And um, shout out to everyone in that band. Um, um, Aaron Bellamy, um, my total bestie for many years, and you um, know, brilliant yeah. as it's been. Um, he's super successful now. Actually, he's still in the Boston scene, holding uh-huh. it down. So look for him. And then Dan McAdam, uh, he's still making noise. Um, he's a great metal uh, guitarist and riff guy. Uh-huh. And Ken Burns, I, I don't know if he's still in music, but he, uh, Kenny Burns, he did. Uh, He's doing um he's doing really big yeah, uh, yeah, he's making some documentaries stuff, yeah, right now. And then, <laughs> but anyway, we were good. Check out the music. I won't go on too too long about that. But what was, was the name fun. of the band? Uh, Despondency. Despondency. Yeah. Despondency. Good name. Yeah. Thanks. It was super fun. It was like, and my first gig as lay in the band. Yes, sixteen is um, kind of young, I guess, to be out gigging. Yep. Yeah. We opened for death. We opened for for the band. You death. opened for the band death. Yes, we did. Oh, so I mean, like we shared, shared a death band. Okay. Well, I've heard of them. We didn't go on tour. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um. So that's that. <laughs> that's great. It was it was fun. Uh. Yeah. So okay, cool. And death metal is like so. I mean, I know what death metal is, but it's like. Was yours like 
on the more like genty side, or was it more on the thrashy side, um, or was it somewhere in the base? I would say more the thrashy side. Okay. I will yeah. let. You, yeah, I mean metal. I mean Metallica. Like like up the, well, more up tempo type stuff. It it yeah. Um, I'll let you know. Let it speak for itself. Cool. Um. And then, uh, but the vocal style something like Cookie Monster on vocals. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, those are hilarious. Okay. I mean, that's the one thing about metal is that the vocals are so insane and, like, like out there. It's just like, oh, God. <laughs> What's you happening? Know, you know, also, if you, you know, the lyrics are also so corny. <laughs> Have you? Do you realize that also? Like, when I listen, it's like, what is no. he saying? Like, if you actually translate it to English, you're just like, oh my god, is that what he's saying? It's so there's. It's usually so angsty and embarrassing. Yeah. That you're just like, thank God, I can't understand what he's saying because if I knew that he was saying that, I now I'm going to focus on it every time. So, yeah. so the death metal band, that's awesome. <clears throat> so now you, so what made you jump out of, get out of the death metal band? Just like wanting to go back I to school? I can't or? remember, but I think it was more like I just wasn't really like identifying with that scene and that music yeah. so much. I, I uh, started listening to, I was listening to almost all metal, but then I started listening to like Fishbone and the Allman Brothers. Yeah and then fish mm-hmm. and then i just sort of like went in a different direction uh-huh. musically and uh intellectually so it was just sort of like went on to a different scene uh-huh. yeah um i think and then something some i forget i ended up playing an aaron band he started sort of doing like a funk blues r&b thing sure. rock everything what does aaron play he plays bass now. He played guitar then. Oh, yeah, because that's right. I thought, yeah, because I think me, you and I went to see him in the city. Yes. I met him, and we saw him at um, the one that was a ba- old bank on Houston. Um, yeah, BB Kings or? No, I don't know. It doesn't Austin matter. Blues but it was, or, I don't know. It, it was more of like a funky... You know, it was more of like a prog funk. Yeah. You know, like it was like a fusiony sort of thing. And he was who knows bass. what project that was? Who knows? Yeah. And he was he's on, on bass. He's a monster. He's an absolute monster bass player. So. Cool. That's what he do. Yeah. So, so you you left the thing. You got into that thing, and now so now you're in high school, right? Yeah. So we're, we're sort of like. So I assume you must have been in a couple bands in high school. Or a band or something. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We were just like Aaron Project, the the Bellamy. I forget what the name of the fucking band was. Bellamy Brothers Band, uh-huh. I think. Because, exactly. yeah, that's right, with Brothers on Drums. Okay. Yeah, so you were in those bands in high school. Then I kind of dropped dropped off on, like, taking music too seriously for a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, like, my senior year. Um. 
I just worked on I, I just worked on some projects with people, but um, it was when I got to Bard that I really sort of rediscovered like the passion for music. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um. In fact, I remember. Do you remember the place called the Paranoids at Bard? Yes. Okay. There Wait. I was. Yeah. So so we're so 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 we're moving into the bar the Bard thing, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Let's oh, I'm it. just glossing over the fact here. Okay, that my last my senior year in high school until like the beginning of Bard was like a long protracted drug binge that I barely remember. <laughs> okay. And that is why I wasn't doing music. And that's why I just kind of glossed over that whole transition. Okay. I don't know really how I got from me to my hometown to like New York at Bard. <laughs> like really? how I got into school, how all of that happened. I don't, I only vaguely remember. Wow. Do you remember uh, what you wrote your college essay about? No. Okay. Uh, Leon Bostein said the reason I was accepted was, I mean, besides like just sort of like some re- teacher recommendations, was when it said parent marital status on the application, I wrote happy. Instead <laughs> of like married or divorced, I wrote happy. And they liked that. He goes from a good home. And he's got a sense of humor. So we'll give him a shot. Holy shit. That is so barred. Yeah, and I was I, the, I, I was admit, I was admitted as a acronym a spark. Remember the spark program? No, I I know I remember that it existed and I remember that, but I, I didn't know what it was. Acronym: Superior Potential Admissions Risk Candidate. <laughs> you know what? Very barred. No offense to you, but I. I think there is a riskiness about you. <laughs> There's always been kind of a riskiness. Like, no, you kind of never know what, <laughs> right. what's going to happen. <laughs> so. That's, that's, that's your charm. That's your beauty, you know? There it is. Thank like, you. Like, fuck all these people with, with predictable whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. You just want to, like... You know, that's like, it's like the very heart of evolution and the human species is that variability, you know? Right, exactly. You, you're bringing it. You're bringing it. So. That's a cool observation. No, I like that. You know? bring it, you're bringing the variability. Yeah. Or uh, chaos, you know, whatever you want to call chaos, it. But, uh, you know, controlled <laughs> chaos. No, I'm, not, I'm not a very chaotic enough. person. You know that. No, I, you're not. Um, but, um, so yeah. Um, okay, cool. And then, um, so we're, we're kind of segueing into the time that we shared a lot of musical experiences with. Um, so, uh-huh. you know, we could even pick that up later, sort of like how we met and like that is could be like its, own thing, its own thing. But like my journey, you know, I always love music. I was fascinated with like live bands and playing live and, Mm-hmm. Just a life and everything about it, even like when I was really young. Mm-hmm. I was really young. I mean, like fourth grade, you know, young. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my daughter's in fourth grade now. Yeah. So, and I know that's, and so she's nine. 
and I know like just from being, a, you know, it's hard to remember your own life experience. Yeah. Although I do know that I was into music at her age, but I can see from her that, you know, I don't know what it is about people at that age, but she's like passionately into the music that she's into. Mm-hmm. So there is something that happens to a human around that time where it's just like something is attractive about music. Yep. And the thing is, it was like the whole, okay, as an example of like where my mind was with it, it wasn't just the music. Like I still have this, my parents still have this at our house in New York. I made, it was an art project, a paper mache. We took, I took like a Tide like bottle you know, like a mm-hmm. bottle and like tipped it on its side and like put two paper towel rolls under it and made like a little like truck looking thing, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And then I covered a paper sheet, painted it and wrote the, painted freehand the Iron Maiden logo on it. <laughs> it was the lighting truck. It was their lighting truck. Because we're on tour and we got <laughs> trucks of equipment and we set up a big stage all the time and like the whole thing, the whole operation. It's so cool. Well, that, it's, it is funny that you say that, and that's a hilarious thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, like, a more, I would say, just more conventional thing. You probably also did. Like, so most people probably weren't creating, like, the tour, the infrastructure of right. the tour. <laughs> yeah. But I think one thing that's, that's like, a correl- cor- correlated or, like, you know, analogous is, like, the the phenomenon of drawing the logo of your band over and over and over again in your notebook, and which I think people do. Yeah. Like the amount of times that I wrote Led Zeppelin on something. What I always think about is also the amount of times that I misspelled Led Zeppelin Stop. on something <laughs> because there was one time where I was, cause I was writing Led Zeppelin on everything. And then I was walking under like an overpass in Brooklyn somewhere. And I turned to the side and I was like, saw someone else had written Led Zeppelin on it. And I was like, shit, is that how you spell it? <laughs> it turns out like graffiti artist, you know, number 965 was actually right. It's V-E-P-P-E-L-E-I-N. You know, and I, was, I think I was just writing P-P-L-I-N or something. I don't even know what the hell I was writing, but whatever. So, yeah, so totally. Um, yeah, so we, we, let's maybe we should do another one where we talk about like the whole Bard thing. Yeah. As a separate thing, but like before you met me at Bard, were you playing in any bands or? Because I know like you started that like weird Indian like fusion thing when you right. when we knew each other, right? So that's sort of concurrent. But before I met you. Well, before you know we started what? playing together, were you in bands then? You know what? That band. No, I wasn't. That was my first bard band. Okay. What was the name of band? Fucking Quartet Pompelmoose. Quartet Pompelmoose, yeah. That was the first band. That band was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, what you were doing like... We're, we're doing like Indian ragas and like Zappa uh, covers. And is something is there something called a tea high? Yes. What is that? 
That's when you drink a lot of tea. You get really high. <laughs> what kind of tea? Good tea. <laughs> you know. Okay, uh, I am going to butcher it, but basically a tea high is sort of, you can think of it as a tag that you put at the end oh. of a solo or phrase or something, and you repeat it three times. One, two, three. And it signals like the end of that passage or that part. Uh-huh. And the very last <laughs> note of the T high is the one. Um, and <laughs> I believe you can almost start it at an arbitrary point. And then when it ends on the third repeat, you're on the one, the downbeat. But I might yeah. be, I might be wrong about that. You might have to start it at a very particular place so that you end up on the one on the last note of the T high. <laughs> it's classical yeah. theory. I don't know. I never played any of it because it would set. Freaking lunatic Mark Dreyer on Alto Attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. He's like a born-again, hardcore church guy, like oh. mission, missionary or something. In Africa. Is he not playing music? Oh, no. he's not. I think he's playing gospel. So, you know what I just thought of? We're going through your life, right? We just... we're going through your life right now we're like sort of doing like a like a biography in podcast form a musical biography in podcast form what if we got went back and interviewed all the people that you played with that would that would be amazing and take a lot of time (laughs) (laughs) well i'm just throwing it out there because it just came into my head um, and, um, you know, we'll just, you know, if we do it, we do it. If we don't, we don't. Yes. So listen, yes. we've been on the phone, maybe 30 minutes, something like that. Yeah. This is probably the length of the podcast. So, you know, we want to leave them. We want to leave all five of our listeners, um, <laughs> wanting more. So <laughs> we should, we should stop now. But we should – so we. this is going to be like a multi-part – this is like the documentary of Dan right now. Apparently. So, you know, we're going all into it. But it's something to do, and, you know, and I'm having a lot of fun listening to the story. So so we'll have to do the Bard years on the next episode. Heck yeah. So, um, so anything you want to say before I close it out? No, no. I just think it's a lot of fun, and I like how we're, we're sort of just we're going with the flow here. Um, yeah. Oh, this really is fun. fun. Trip down memory lane. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, I'm being interviewed, you know, by you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, it's a, it's a new process. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're learning, we're learning as we go. Exactly. No. Um, if you, as you listen back to these, if you mm-hmm. think of anything that we missed that you want to like bring up that do it, We'll um, you know, whatever, next time or the in some future episode. Uh, so, cool. So I'm going to do the outro. Um, first thing is we didn't plug anything, but as always, you can go into the show notes and go and click on the Reverb link. We're affiliates of Reverb. You can buy yourself something, or you can even just sign up for an account if you don't have one, and they pay us a small commission. It's no additional cost to you. So um, you'd be doing us a favor by doing that. Uh, so if you need strings or if you need a new guitar, whatever the case may be, and you're going to buy it on Reverb, 
um, if you think of it, just go back into the show notes, click on the reverb link, and buy through that to get a commission. Uh, that's number one. Number two, please, I'm like getting, I'm, I'm just pathetic. I'm getting winded from pacing around. <laughs> I have to exercise. Please like and subscribe uh, to the podcast and leave a rating and review, even if it's a shitty review. In fact, it would be hilarious if you left us like really shitty reviews because we might even read them out loud. Um, but also it helps in the ratings of the show. Uh, please share with others if you think anyone else might like it. But the most important thing is please go out and do make music. Making music is important. Um, making uh, music is the vehicle and language for human culture, and it's essential. It's not a nice-to-have. It's a need-to-have for humans. So it's important that we all get out there and make music. So I'll commit to doing something this week, and we hope that you do too. Yeah, and that is it. Play music. So, uh, and with that, we'll see you later. Later.